Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Well, during the break, uh, DG making every excuse in the book as to why his uh, Juco Hutch team in 2002 <laughs> didn't win more than four games. <laughs> no, yeah, every excuse. Four and five. Stunk. I mean, stunk. Ran into every athlete you can imagine. For sure, for Played sure. Played every college football player from 2003 to 2005 that made it out of a Juco, he played against them. At least <laughs> five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I mean, Butler, Coffeyville Garden. They were stacked. Yeah, I'm man. sure they had. You know what's funny? Butler's coach or uh, Butler's uh, quarterback that year, Zach Taylor. Oh wow! <laughs> he could spin it too, man. He was a big kid. He was good. Yeah. It is hour two. Of the game. The game after work. Final hour of the week. Uh, Mitch Fortner, David G, Travion Berklin, the three in the studio today. As Troy Coverdale is off. Uh, for the rest of the day, 785-537-1350 is our phone number to call. And uh, coming up later in the hour, I'm going to give you my preseason Big 12 football poll as I made my vote official on uh, on Wednesday. And, uh, you know, this year's a little bit different. you got four extra teams in there. So now it's 1 through 14. you got to try to rank these jabrones. Uh, also still to come, number one song of the day and ask us anything. We'll wrap up the show. Uh, you know what? I'm not usually the jealous type. Mm. But it kind of rubbed me the wrong way seeing Christian Brown just toting around the WWE championship like a drunk buffoon. Even though he's an NBA champion, he's a national champion in college basketball, good for him. And I don't really watch WWE anymore, but wearing the strap through the entire uh, parade. Yeah. And then he takes it to a bar and he takes over a bar with the WWE championship. I don't know. For some reason, they just yeah. rubbed me the wrong way. It's always going to rub you the wrong way. You know, and you know what rubs me the wrong way? The spelling of his name. <laughs> you know? Because everybody thinks it's Braun. Braun. His last name's Christian Braun. And Braun. then I see in the uh, pronunciation guide when the SID comes over to tell me how you pronounce all these names. Uh, Brown. I was, oh, great. Just change it. 
because it's it's spelled B R A U N. Uh, brawn. Brawn. That's brawn. Not brown. That's not brown. I've never seen a color spelled no. B R A U N. That's right. And you know what? I can take when like the English change like favorite. I can take. I can understand. Yeah, there's like extra fine. vowels yeah. once in a yeah, while. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Colors another one. Color. But you go and change brown to brawn and then call it brown. Yeah, I got a problem with you. Speaking of spelling, I, I know this is like a, this may be a territorial thing, like United States or England or whatever. But the spelling of gray is yeah. Like there's actually not a like correct way. It's just how you prefer. G r e y g r a y. No. Let's figure that out. We need to come to some terms here. Gray when you're talking about like uh, the sky or something. But gray, when we're talking about color, actual like this shirt is gray. I'm not, I'm done with that too. G R E Y, when I'm feeling fancy. No, come on. What are you looking up now? Red. I uh, I forgot to look up a, a story I was going to bring up. Uh-oh. Uh oh. For this segment, so I'm trying to uh, scramble Let's here kill and get some this time. done. Hey, yeah. Travion, have you ever seen when somebody spells gray G R E Y? What do you think about that business? How about the psychos that put a U in color? Yeah, That's not good. Business. Not good. That's when you're just you go where where'd you go to school? <laughs> you homeschooled or something? Not shout out to homeschoolers. Not saying anything wrong there, but. Come on, man. So I, I teased this right before the end of the hour, and it has to do with sports betting. And I've never actually heard of if it's if it's bet online. If that's it's an offshore uh, betting service. I've heard of betonline.net. So starting here very soon, they'll be the first to offer sports betting on the Special Olympics. Oh my God. Say that again. Bet online is going to be the first to offer betting odds on the Special Olympics. <laughs> that I, I think when you lock in that bet and you hit, are you sure? Boom! And then I think you 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 have to go to Gamblers Anonymous before they'll actually put the bet in. Yeah. <laughs> you have to attend three meetings. Well, and like you know, the best betters that probably do their you know. They will do their research on an athlete or whatever, especially at the side bets, the prop bets, like an individual athlete, especially like Troy was mentioning with uh, the Joker, uh, <laughs> Nikola how however the hell you say his name. Nikola, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's going to have 50 total points, assists, rebounds, and all that, like that individual stuff. Yeah. He almost got it too. But with the Special Olympics, they act, they're going to be offering – uh, betting in six sports wow. at the Special Olympics. Basketball, cycling, powerlifting, soccer, swimming, and track and field. Unbelievable. So we're going to have like that. What's that Johnny Knoxville movie where he's like the Oh, ringer. the ringer? Yeah, we're going to have the ringer situation to win these bets. <laughs> There's going to be guys that aren't actually Special Olympics. Yeah. You know, people going to be competing that that's what you're getting at and, that, and that's what we we got to stop this and, and you know what you want to bet on the national anthem yeah it honestly feels like kind of sick it, it is it's gross you want to bet on the national anthem be my guest you want to bet on what color gatorade they're going to pour on andy reed heck yeah if you're going to bet on the special olympics you need to take a timeout you need to you need to take a deep breath and shut her down just go ahead and shut her down close that app out for me and just get out of here. No way. 
That's that, rough. It's jumping the shark. It's too much. This this is sports betting jumping the shark. It is. It is. This is not what the forefathers intended. Yeah, I don't think this is offshore. I don't think there'd be any way a United States no. sports book is going to offer Special Olympics. No. I, first of all, I mean, there's no way you could survive the PR, I think. Oh. I mean, I suppose you could play damage control and just like roll it back. All right, we're not going to do it. But I, there's no way you go that far to begin with. No. You don't. You just don't want to. Ta- you don't want to take that heat. May, you know, like even I think a lot of companies put out a feeler. You know, really how this is? No, just don't. this is Caesar's putting out of the feeler. Here. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we'll take Bet Online will be, take the heat for us, but it's actually Caesar's that's doing this. Oh my god. Uh, meanwhile, and I'm not. You know, I'm definitely no expert when it comes to economics. I know how to. I can, you know, balance checkbook. Yeah. I learned that in seventh grade. Plus and minus. Yes. I, I, I know how to save up money. I know how to budget money. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but when it comes, like, you start throwing out, you know, tax breaks, revenue, all, all these, you know, words that are just above my pay grade. For you sure. You know, I hire people to do that kind of calculating for me. <laughs> uh, according to people that are older than me and smarter than me, probably, um, they say K-State was the seventh most profitable college athletic department in 2022, a profit of over $18 million, the sixth ahead of K-State was Indiana, Georgia, Ohio State, Auburn, Purdue, and UCF. And really, this is a tip of the cap to K-State Athletics, to Gene Taylor, and staff for a well-managed sports program, Made sports money. department, mm-hmm. making money because there's a lot of overhead. With, and K-State is not like a top 25 revenue um, university when it comes to sports. I mean, first of all, you have the SEC, Big Ten. They are all over as a conference $2 billion in revenue. And, of course, you know, K-State, I think their share is going to come out to like $1.1 million and something like that. And so, you know, ticket sales, merch sales, you know, whatever that K-State sells with, you know, their, with athletics. And then, of course, what they're going to get from the Big 12 and NCAA tournament and all that stuff is, is what it's going to add up to. But with K-State and how much overhead they have with you know paying bills and expenses? They're going to make eighteen million dollars, and that's awesome. going to be pushed, of course, to enhancing. That's awesome. And where the enhancement is right now is that contract extension we just got in the raise for Chris Kleiman. What Coach Tang is about to get, Gene Taylor might get a bump here as well, and hopefully, last but not least, will be your very own Mitch Fortner here. <laughs> we'll finally get that raise he's been looking for for the last eight years. It's a public address announcer. Come on, Gene. You know the right yeah. thing to do. Come on, man. I just ask it for a couple of Come bucks. on. Just Help a out a boy. Come on. Uh, but this is uh, – I, I was kind of looking at the numbers, and again, I'm no expert, but I was I was looking through – because this is just public schools. Private schools are not involved uh, with this information. Right. This is a public school information deal. Ohio State, they they got the, the most amount of revenue. Expenses you know, are through the roof, but they made quite a profit. They were in the top five. Texas uh, ends up making like $14 million. That's, they're the second team in the ranking. Uh, Alabama made a bunch of money. They're third in the ranking, but they had uh, some, some of that money allocated. Michigan, Georgia, LSU, Texas A&M, Florida, Penn State, Oklahoma are your top ten. So I started to like kind of examine this list, and again, where K State is ranked when it comes to the revenue generated uh, comes out at 49th place, mm-hmm. at just a shade under 101 million dollars. 
When it comes to total expenses, as I uh, as I fix this ranking here real quick, I scroll down again in K-State. Uh, you know what? When it comes to Power 5 teams, I think K-State is like like dead last mm. in, in exactly how much money they spend with whatever expenses that they have. And that sounds like... K-State kind of cheapskates, aren't they not? I mean, they spend money to make money. As uh, K-State this uh, last year, I guess, according to this article by the USA Today, was $82 million. Well, again, I go back to the, the money that was made, and according to this you know, this report, was $18.6 million. That was the seventh best profit in college athletics You know, when it comes to uh, you know Division I college athletics. that That's amazing, but... They also made that money, and they're this successful by spending the least amount of the Power Fives? Deal. Fantastic. It's a, a great deal. It's fantastic. It's a yeah. good ROI, buddy. Do it I mean, to me, good. that sounds amazing. It, it's I, great. I, maybe I'm missing some of the information. No, it's great. But it sounds pretty damn good to me. It, it, it's, a, it's a big deal, and it should be something we take a lot of pride in. We did touch on this on Wednesday. Um, we Troy had mentioned that out of the top ten – earners that like eight of them lost money. I mean, that's crazy to think about those numbers and think about a team actually losing or an athletic department actually losing money. That's a great thing for K-State. We didn't spend any and made some and still were very, very, very successful across many sports, not just the revenue maker, but across a lot of sports, pretty good season for K-State. 2022-2023 was pretty awesome. I like money. Me too. And you know what? K-State, you know, hasn't it doesn't need these big grants from the, you know, the Kansas government for enhancements to buildings and stadiums and Huh. Who not who, taking money from, you know, tuition and sure. from the rest of the university? Sure. Who who uh, who are you referencing? Friends University? Is that who you are uh, referencing that would take grants and Oh, I said I said, almost said something I oh. I almost gave the old acronym for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. almost no, I yeah, almost yeah, spelled yeah. it out and I was like <laughs> You remember the hat? They had that hat and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, that was crazy. Uh, they yeah, dropped yeah. the central. It was it. It was Central Kansas, yeah, right? Yeah, uh, they were like it used Whoa, to be at the boy. end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, and then they dropped it. I was like, yeah, I'm the the good old days, <laughs> right? Uh, Friends University. <laughs> no, to be our uh, friends, maybe foes of uh, you know down to down East, the road, yeah, down the road, down the road. I thought you were coming after Bethany. <laughs> I remember when. Uh, I remember listening to Troy when that news broke, and like that might have been his best segment of his life. Getting to rip the Kansas Jayhawks for taking all that government money for uh, to so they could reach the goal of doing the necessary renovations to Memorial the Booth Memorial Stadium indoor plumbing you know stuff is expensive finally <laughs> finally going to happen it's uh you know when you're remodeling a house you got to gut it got but luckily to. for Memorial Stadium it's already gutted for sure. There's, there is no sheetrock or anything on that thing. Don't worry about it. Just go. Let's just go. It let's is literally it. guts of a stadium. Oof. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, I voted a couple of days ago on the Big 12 preseason football poll. I'm going to give you my 1 through 14, and it was hard to do. That's coming up next.
All right, so I guess uh, San Diego State has told, uh, who is it, the Mountain West, that uh, they're leaving. Bye. Going to wherever. And I guess they, like, they officially not going, like, this season, but next season. Yeah, 24. So, yeah, they're like. The thing is, like, I think when once you get to July 1st, if they wanted to leave for 24, the, uh, you know, the price tag to leave would double yeah. or something like that, yeah. so. They're going to stick around for one more year, and then they're in the big leagues, baby. Hip, hip, hooray for uh, <laughs> the Pac-12, I suppose, if it's them. That's, I, I would imagine yeah. that it's – I don't think the, I don't think where we're at right now with the Big 12 that San Diego State would be the next move. No. I, I highly doubt that. You know, I was thinking, what it's got to be next for – UNLV has to be on the come up here soon. You know what I mean? Like, they got a lot going on professional-wise. Figure that might, uh, you know, maybe scare up some interest in this college team. I mean, yeah, Vegas is the hospitality and entertainment capital of the world. Of the world! You do like People there, do they watch sports? Nah, I don't care. Just the tourists that come in and bet on them. Yeah, they'll, they'll be there for the first couple of years. And then they'll be like, eh, eh, whatever. Well, Wednesday was uh, the deadline for us Big 12 media and it's, it kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with, like, Big 12 Media Day in Dallas for football. It's like once you, like, submit your poll, it's also kind of like your credential or, like, it's kind of says you're also – I don't know if that's how it works still, but I feel like that's the way it used to be. Uh, and I, I'm not going to go to Media Day. I think it's typically pretty boring, <laughs> and I'm not going to drive seven hours for it. You know, I'll, I'll get I'll get the stuff via whatever. Yeah, Somebody yeah, else will, hand, yeah. will get it to me, and uh, no big deal. But I, I have submitted my poll, and uh, I'm not going to go through my, my my Big 12 preseason team. I did vote for some cats, of course. Maybe save that for another day. But I did rank 1 through 14. How I felt the Big 12 was going to finish in 2023. Where do you think I, should I start? At 1 or should four, I start at 14? 14. 14 and 13 I kind of see as like tied for dead last. And I think it's going to be Iowa State and West Virginia. Ooh. I'll let them fight over. I officially put West Virginia at 14. I think Neil Brown is dead to rights, hot seat wise. Oof. I think there's no doubt Neil Brown's top of the list. I think he would have been gone last year, but he wasn't. And um, he's back for another year, and I think he's done. And then Iowa State, boy, I don't. I just don't like Hunter Deckers as their starting quarterback. Defense was good, but I don't think they're going to be as good this next year. They might be. I don't know. But, God, they couldn't score points. Man. Got to score points to win, usually. Absolutely. In this, the modern day, uh, yeah, they look terrible. And what's your, what are they doing? You know what I mean? Like, even that guy around for another year for what? He, they're, they're not good. Yeah, they're investing in NIL, but I've only heard that on the basketball side of things. Yeah. Not so much on the football. No. Uh, and then, like, Garrett Green or whatever his name is that played against K-State I think is going to be the starting quarterback this year. I don't know. We'll see. Mm. Uh, at number 12, I put Houston. I, I'm Actually, I'm a little unsure of Houston. I think they'll be the worst of the four teams coming in. Um, so this was just kind of a gut thing. I know there's optimism about them. They got Donovan Smith who transferred out of Texas Tech, and he will be, looks like, their starting quarterback We'll see, but I'm not high on on Houston, so I thought 12 was appropriate. How about at number 11, I got Oklahoma State. Ooh. I put the Cowboys. I'm not a believer in the Pokes in 2023. I do not like their quarterback situation. Um, 
I know Alan Bowman is going to probably be their guy, and Garrett Rangel is going to be a backup. I'm not a big believer in that. Plus, like a ton of their playmakers from last year are gone, mm-hmm. either from graduation or in the portal. They lost a ton of guys in the portal. They, you know, I know they had a lot of guys banged up when they came up here last year, but. That was one of the worst beatings I've ever seen the Cats put on anybody. That game, oh, I'll never forget. I will never forget wow. in the press box, thirty-five nothing at the half, and I, I was like, I, I was everybody was blown away because what is it, wasn't Oklahoma State like top twenty-five at least? They I can't were, remember where they were ranked. Yeah, but they were. I think they were highly ranked. And they come in and get blanked by the cast, but it's 35 nothing at the half. And somebody was sitting in the AD box there on the sixth floor. And he comes up, slouches in his chair, and he just plops down in his chair. It's an older guy, handlebar mustache, uh, orange hat on, old. Huh. And he just sits down in his chair and he mouths, what the blank. Wow. They didn't see that one coming, did they? No. Wow. I'll never forget that. Number 10 is BYU. Mm. I put the Cougars at 10 because, listen, listen, Provo, <laughs> this is no cupcake schedule like no. you've tried to put together the last couple of years. No. This is the real deal. <laughs> this is big boy football. Big sure, boys. sure, you beat Baylor last year. You beat them. Yeah, great Fair, for you. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's Baylor. I mean, Baylor's kind of a stinker last year anyway. <laughs> Come on. They, they, they're all right at the beginning of the year. They, they really went downhill. In the second half of the season, I'm gonna put BYU. I put BYU at number ten. Number nine, I have the Kansas Jayhawks. I put KU at nine. You know, I know there's a lot of hype around them. Lackluster Lance feels like he has a non-lackluster team. I know there's a lot of this hype around Jalen Daniels, who is a first-half non-Big Twelve caliber type of quarterback when it comes to the way he surged in popularity. His Big Twelve numbers. Come on, you're you're no Will Howard. <laughs> you're, you're no Will Howard, you're my friend. Big Bill, you know Big Bill. Um, I'm gonna put I put KU at number nine. Mm. KU at number nine. I feel like there are a lot of hype right now. It's a good, spot. a lot of hype for a six and seven team mm-hmm. last year. Uh, at number eight is Cincinnati. I like the hiring of Scott Satterfield as their new head coach. Who um, he because uh, Luke Fickle now going to be heading to Wisconsin. Um. They're basically – how do I put this? There, there's a lot of questions about Cincinnati, but I know at some key areas they should be pretty strong. Defensive line, linebacker, a lot of strong points on defense, but they do have a lot of questions. So I thought middle of the pack, Cincinnati, they could be good. They could not be good. I can see them going in another direction. So I thought eight was a safe spot for Cincinnati. Number seven, I put Baylor at number seven. Blake Shapin's going to return at quarterback. Dave Aranda is going to strengthen up that roster, at least it seems that way. And then addressing many issues, it seems like they've done a decent job in the transfer portal. Blake Shapin at quarterback, I, I, I see him as being a better quarterback this season. I just do. So I think seven is appropriate spot for, uh, for Baylor. Number six is UCF. And I like UCF at sixes because I'm a big fan of their quarterback. John Rice Plumley has thrown – he threw for – over 2,500 yards. He is also pretty deadly on the ground. I think he'll be one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the Big 12 this season. And, I mean, that kind of leads to the way I see K-State's schedule, especially the home schedule. 
I think, you know, when Troy comes to town and UCF is going to be the home opener in Big 12 play, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of front-loaded there yeah. to begin the year for K-State plus TCU, I see, uh, and I'll get to them here in just a moment, but TCU could also be some fits as well. But we'll see about the Horned Frogs, and I'll get to them here in just a second. Number five is Oklahoma. Mm. And honestly, I wanted to put them lower, as in like six, seven, eight range. I, and maybe I shouldn't do this after a six and seven year, but I'm going to give Brent Venables and just that Oklahoma logo in the Air Jordan uniforms, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt in a somewhat bounce back year. And I think it's absolutely necessary before they head to the SEC or they're going to get clobbered in the early years of Brent Venables if he survives that long, if it's not a good year for Oklahoma. Do they make an early move? I don't think they would, but they might. If he goes six and seven again, do you think he, he loses his job? I would entertain the uh, conversation. I mean, they. I think they would. <laughs> I mean, they're like. But I don't know what the buyout is. But mm. I don't know if that'd be a concern for Oklahoma. If like the you know the, the donors are like, listen, get him out of there. Six and seven with this bum. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Brent, to call you a bum, but. Six and seven was not what I'm just speaking. What I'm quoting Oklahoma fans For after sure. two six and seven seasons. No way. Toed. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. If if you're uh, if you're an OU fan, number four is Texas Tech. I am high on the Red Raiders. Joey McGuire, his debut year with Tech was overshadowed by Sonny Dykes and TCU, but last year, I mean, Texas Tech, they knew how to grind out some ball games. I think if K-State played him in Lubbock last year, you might have a different story. Yeah. I mean, Tech pulled out some big victories they in did. Lubbock last year. They beat Oklahoma and Texas in overtime in those games. That was the first time they'd beaten Texas and Oklahoma in the same year in a long time. Tyler Shuck, I think, is a good quarterback. They have a, a really – he might be one of the best receivers in the in the uh in the Big 12 this year. And Duran Bradley, I think he's going to be really good. Um, and the defense, I think defense is key as well for Texas Tech because they returned just about everybody mm-hmm. from that defense last year. So I, I I think Texas Tech should be taken seriously as a contender this year they for play, the conference. They sure played K-State tight. That was, uh, you know, like it, it, I think they called a timeout on the first drive, and I was like, oh, they're in for a long day. And then they, I mean, the rest of the way, it was a slugfest. So, yeah. I think the Cats won that game by nine, I think yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah. Number three is TCU. A lot of people think, all right, made the run to the national championship game, but they're going to lose some extremely key pieces. You know, I'm like, you, you remember Chandler Morris won the job. Mm-hmm. He won the job over Max Duggan, and he's going to be the guy this year. There, I guess there could be a drop-off, but, I mean, if, the, if Dice can turn Max Duggan into what he was, I mean, I think they could do some work with Chandler Morris. Uh, plus, I think they returned a couple of really key guys. I, I voted as my defensive player of the year, Johnny Hodges mm. from TCU. He's my guy. He's a defense. He's a, I'm sorry, he's a linebacker. He's my defensive player of the year. By the way, I'll just go and spoil it right now. Well, I'll wait. I'll wait. Offensive player of the year. I'll get to that here in just a second. Mm. But I got TCU at number three. Number two is Texas. You know what? They are a very similar case to K State. As to making the transition from last year to this year, like who's coming back, who are they replacing? It is almost mirroring each other. Yeah. Of 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 the of the storylines of who's returning and who's leaving. So similar. Crazy similar. 
Texas has done a great job in the transfer portal. I think Steve Sarkeesian, with confirming early that Quinn Ewers is going to be the quarterback, there's no drama heading into fall camp. You know, things are just locked and loaded for the season that's ahead of them. They're going to have to play Alabama on the road, but and I, of course, I think the Crimson Tide are going to win that game. But I think you know Texas is the real deal this upcoming season without B. John Robinson. But I think they'll be fine. Um, and and with their defense, I mean that's still going to be a really tough defense. And K State and, and Texas are going to battle it out to see who has the best offensive line because Texas, like K State, returns all five. And that was a dominant offensive line of helping B. John Robinson move that football. Mm-hmm. That was a heck of a push that those guys would give B. John. Don't discredit their work to help out B. John Robinson. But of course, finally. There's no doubt about it, and sure, a lot of hearts. And this is just this is not just going to be their only first place vote to run it back. Number one is K State. Yeah, come on, I mean, you know, just look at it. Just look at them. I can't wait. Yeah, just, just, just look, look at, at them, man. Would you look at that? Cats looking strong. Big so, Bill. So, do you have any predictions on who would be my uh, offensive player of the year of the Big Twelve? Uh, Big Bill Howard. I think that uh, just knowing uh, you and your expert analysis, uh, the way you do your research, uh, your non-homerisms, uh, you're someone who doesn't placate the fans. You you go and you say, hey, this is who I think it is because of my research and the, the things that I do and the knowledge of the game. Yeah, I think it's Big Bill. Well, you're right. I'm not biased because if I was, my defensive player of the year would not be Johnny Hodges. It would be Uso Sayamalu. Right, yes. <laughs> but it's not. Large I went with man. Johnny Hodges. <laughs> but I did go K-State for offensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. It was not Will Howard. Oh. It was Cooper Beebe. Oh, good for you. Good for Cooper you. Cooper Beebe is my offensive player of the year. And here's the deal. Unfortunately, he probably won't win it. Right. Because linemen don't win it. Linemen do not win Offensive Player of the Year. No. It's it's already too hard to pick out a number of guys for your preseason team. <laughs> like, outside of Manhattan, Kansas, and the K-State fan base, outside of our media, I'm sure a lot of the other Big 12 media have heard of Cooper Beebe. Right. But they probably don't have the best grasp on how good he is. Right, and how important he is. And same thing for the rest of the Big 12. I don't know all these good offensive linemen in the Big 12. I just kind of picked some guys out. <laughs> I was like, oh, I remember that. I see. I saw that name last year. Yeah. Sure. Returning starter? He's got to be good. <laughs> so, I and also, you know, Cooper should at least get uh, – he'll get a preseason nod on the team. I think it would be amazing if he got the preseason nod as player of the year uh, on the offensive side of the ball. That is an honor he deserves for sure. I think, I mean, right now he's projected to be potentially a first-round NFL draft pick for 2024. That's awesome. I mean, I got to go. If if you were to mod draft the Big 12 right now and who would be picked up in the first round, there's not a a ton. There's not very many guys. I think Cooper Beebe might be the top of the list. Hmm. So absolutely go Cooper Beebe. And I know he's not going to be – I'm not going to be his only vote. No. If you're smart, you'll pick him. But if you're just going with the rest of the crowd, you're going to pick some flashy running back. I didn't bring my list in with me, but I know I picked, um, now that Sims is out of Baylor uh, for tight end, I picked Ben Sinnott to be my preseason tight end. Let's see who else did I have. Um, 
Oh, uh, Phillip Brooks, uh, preseason kick and punt returner. Uh, let's see who else did I have. God, I'm blanking. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I picked Austin Moore. Very high on him, of course. Uh, Khalid Duke. I think I had a. I, I'm pretty, I don't know why I'm blanking. Um, and Kobe Savage. I know I had Kobe Savage. I absolutely had Kobe Savage at safety for sure. He's coming back strong. I can feel it. I know it. I remember debating if I should put Khalid Duke on there, or also Brendan Maude, but I'm pretty sure I put Khalid as a defense. I think he's going to tear it up. Well, some of these guys still need that chip on their shoulder, and when they find out that the Fort didn't pick them for the preseason All Big Twelve, that's going to be one of those like, okay. Guess what? I'm using that as motivation. The thing that stinks is they're going to be like, "Told you so." When they're when they end up all Big Twelve, what are you going to say? Well, to you that? know what? Who I didn't put all Big Twelve. Oh, and by the way, of course, I put Will Howard, yeah, big quarterback middle. for uh, for for uh, Big Twelve preseason. But uh, you know, I didn't put the running backs. I didn't put any wide receivers. I think Cooper Reeves, my only offensive lineman. I didn't have I. I clearly Duke, but I didn't have anybody else on the defensive line. Wow. Linebacker, I did leave off Daniel Green. I'm sorry. Uh, at the safety position and corners, left a lot of you off. There's your bulletin board material. Yeah. They go. Guess what? The fort's not even behind us. What? There's gonna be some angry K Staters. As there should be. Yeah. And so, what are you gonna do when they go? I was like, Keegan Johnson, he hasn't even played an official snap for the Cats. Iowa, sure, I mean, that offense. Big deal, yeah. I think there's a bigger, much bigger difference in offense here at K-State. Jeez, man. We scored more in the first half of the Oklahoma State game than they did all season. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll get to a number one song of the day after these words.